Yo, man. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Oh, Miss Rusty, what is up, everybody? It is Wednesday. Gosh, okay, yeah. I, if, if it wasn't for a podcast, I would not know what day it is. So it's Wednesday. Two podcasts coming today for this show. So be ready. So welcome to the Public Access Podcast, the p- podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGEBN. I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. Call and leave a message. I'll play it on the show. 503-974-6420. You can leave a message, and you can be like, hi, I love leaving messages. Maybe you don't like leaving messages. Messages? Messages? We don't leave no stinking messages. But as you know, I need messages. So leave one. I gave you the number. And if you forget the number, just go onto my website. Go to rustydiamond.net or maybe hypnosisisgreat.com. I don't know. Go to one of those. It has my phone number all over it. And... That's where you call. So today I have a special guest. And I'm going to bring that special guest on right here, right now. And that special guest right here, right now is Karina Chapman. There she is. How are you doing, Karina? I'm great. Thanks, Rusty. How are you? Pretty darn good. I end up, I hit the table every time I do that, and I, I don't know why. Every time I say someone's name, I'm always hitting the table, and then the thing shakes, and um, I don't know. I guess that's just kind of how the show starts, but, uh, you know, so, uh, so you said it's 11.30 where you are, so, or no, not 11.30, 11 o'clock. It doesn't go up by a half hour somewhere in the world. Um, not yet. Not yet. So, okay. And so where whereabouts is that in the world? I'm in Adelaide, South Australia. Oh, okay. All right. So you're in South. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. For some reason, I, was saying, I thought South Africa for a second, and then it just, and then it clicked up like, okay. So maybe it's really 11 o'clock here at night, my time, and I'm just not there. Um, <laughs> I guess that's how it works today. <laughs> But yeah, so you're you're up and going. Are you? Do you usually have kind of a a schedule you go by for the most part during the, I don't know, during the week or day to day or anything like that, or is it kind of whenever? Um, for like if you're you're working or or whatever. Yeah, it's fairly whenever. Um, I work for myself, so it's fairly flexible. So. Sometimes, like today, I'm up, you know, very late doing a podcast or other times it's been six in the morning or so, yeah, I'm pretty flexible, which makes it really great to uh, be available for my clients, I guess. Yeah. And now that, you know, you're able to do it remotely from wherever, it's great because you can set your own hours. But like as far as between here and and Australia, there's there's a you know the time change is is difficult to meet up with but you got people from all over the world so i mean you got like it's a it's a trade-off i would take any day to be able to have access to be able to talk with people rather than you know me having to travel to south australia to talk with you for an hour so yeah probably like 24 hour uh journey there 24 hours back to talk with you for it probably is (laughs) that's right and so otherwise I can just go and hop on here and, you know, five minutes and uh, we're good to go. And I don't need to bring a bunch of equipment with me or anything. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I've loved being able to have this option of being able to do everything remote and hopefully more people will be able to do more stuff remote. Um, it is nice to see people in 
in person sometimes, but doesn't have to be the case anymore, which is great. And so exactly. And it doesn't limit where your clients are as well. Whereas, you know, if we only right. had the in-person thing, then, you know, there's a lot less people we can work with or connect with. Right. Yeah. And that's, it's a shame. And it's been that way for so long. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want, I, you know, even getting someone to drive more than an hour, I mean, would be a lot to ask for. So, I mean, I figure probably a half hour radius of where I live is probably kind of about all I could really ask for, but now it's all over, all over the world. And yeah, I can, yeah, get, get people from wherever that have, uh, also I wouldn't be, you know, people who there's, uh, it's more options, but it's not, a, you know, a certain amount of people in one area uh, where it's, you only can choose from these people and you, you don't connect with any of them too bad. You, you gotta get one. And, uh, as far as with working with someone, I'm always happier to hand someone off to like another hypnotist. Uh, and in my instance, uh, just because I'd rather have someone still do hypnosis because I know it's kind of the best thing to do for it, but not everyone's going to like me and someone could have a much better connection with somebody else. And I don't want somebody's, you know, their, their view of me to be a view of all of hypnosis. And, you know, uh, I don't know. I got, I think that's the same way with therapists uh, for a lot of, you know, things like that. Or doctors. Um, yeah. There's a million therapists. There's a million doctors. If you don't like it, it's not the end of the world. You can go to another one. And if you don't like that one, exactly. you can go to another one. Yeah, it's better to connect with someone that you feel like they're going to get you or that have something in common for sure. Right. And uh, that's what I like doing too. And and of course, even in my industry, you know, I help people to find love. So I'm I'm not for everyone. And there's lots of people out there that does it. And, you know, it's great for everyone to choose whoever's right for them. Yeah. I, so I think you're my fourth maybe fifth uh person in your field um i think i've had i know i've had i know for sure i've had two women and one man that have done it that have been on this show so um so yeah, and everyone's kind of had a different different take on everything, which has been fun to kind of be able to, you know, pick their pick their brain and kind of see where everyone's going. And so, do you work with, uh, you know, exclusively women, or do you work with men, or do you work with uh, with anyone? Oh, yeah, but I work with both, both okay. actually. Yeah, I started off just aiming at women, <clears throat> and then uh, I had my first male client actually came from a radio interview that I did interstate, and wow. I thought, oh, a guy's interested. Okay, no problem. And uh, it was really interesting to work with him because you have to change the language around a little bit. You know what? What sounds a bit too woo woo for guys is totally okay with women so it's just about changing the language to make sure that you can connect with them and that they understand what it is that we're talking about and get what I'm putting out there really <laughs> yeah and so hopefully people can get what they're putting out there uh into the world or or wherever wherever they're aiming for um and so I mean, yeah, everyone's kind of had their own way of doing it and reason for getting in. And I'm sure if you've done radio interviews or other podcasts, I'm sure that you've answered that question a lot. So if you guys want that answer, go and listen to more of Karina's podcast, because I'm not going to ask that one. So um, <laughs> I am curious. So I'll probably I'll go I'll go search for it. But uh, I'd rather have other questions. Um and so with people, I mean, is there, was there a certain demographic that you were 
shooting for at yeah. first and then realize you needed to because I mean that's always one of the first questions with you know sales or marketing like who's your target client or target audience and so and obviously that changed and expanded and so what was your initial audience it's anyone that's 40 plus so I've worked from um sort of 40 up to 65 so it's more about people that have already been in relationships before that were possibly successful, but maybe they're widowed now, or those that have had different experiences, relationships fail, and they just don't want to waste any more time to get it right. So they work with me to really understand who they are, what's important to them, and then figure out who is going to be a perfect match for them so that they can actually meet and have better dates with people that are more likely to be able to be in a long-term relationship with them. And so who's the oldest person that you've had? You don't have to tell me their name. Uh, or, or their, <laughs> so I don't know if you have social security numbers there in Australia. I don't know what that is, uh, but whatever the equivalent of that is. But um, so who's the oldest person or how old's the oldest person? 67. 67. Okay. And mm -hmm. uh so how how are people finding you on online? Are they are they hearing your your interviews? Are they coming across your content? Did you uh did you you know get big on some platform or uh where 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 are people sort of finding you? For the yeah, most part? I get some from uh, some of the radio interviews that I do. So I've done quite a lot of them all around Australia, and also I run masterclasses. Um, that I offer for free, which is usually called Three Secrets to Attract Love Now. So people come along to my masterclass and if they feel that my Aligned Connections program is right for them, then we just have a bit of a chat and and start working together. So I, there's a few different ways, sometimes from social media, but I normally like to be able to connect with them well first, have them figure out whether I seem to be the right fit for them as well. And yeah, and then we work together. So at the moment, I'm working with probably about an equal amount of uh, men and women. So I, I really yeah. enjoy both, actually. And I'm actually working with someone that's in a relationship, whereas normally I work with singles. So, so that's what, really what, interesting. I'm sorry. So what happens with that when they're in a relationship already? Are you telling them, hey, get the fuck out of this relationship and go find who you're you're really <laughs> supposed to be with or, or are you are you trying to get them uh to have a deeper understanding i mean or so what's what's the person they're with i mean are they part of this conversation otherwise otherwise or does the person know that this is a thing that's going on or what what's what's kind of the deal with that how does that work out I've never heard think, that someone's had that. Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think with this particular person, they've been in a relationship for 12 years and they're questioning whether this is the right person or not, whether to go forward. And by gaining more clarity on who she is and what's really important to her, that will give her the understanding to make the decision whether we can work together and keep seeing each other or whether perhaps this person isn't the right one for her and to step back from that relationship. I mean, luckily they don't have kids together, so that's a help. But yeah. she's also realising, because I talk a lot about we we tend to follow patterns in our lives, and especially in relationships. So if we look back at childhood, when we're sort of between the age of zero to seven, we're like little sponges and we absorb all the information around us. So I look at relationships that they're surrounded by when they're little and that's the example they've got. Whether it's good or bad, right or wrong, they don't know. So that sort of sits in the subconscious. And often as an adult, we end up choosing someone like our mother or father to marry or, you know, being in friendships even with people that reflect relationships from our childhood. And sometimes that's a good pattern and sometimes it's not. So when it's not and you bring that to light, then they really gain that understanding of, oh, that's why I chose that person not particularly because they were right for me, but because I saw that relationship pattern when I was a kid and that was normal to me. And I guess the same with um, people that might have, say, experienced domestic violence as an adult could have seen that in a relationship when they're a child. 
So it's about breaking the patterns that aren't working for them and then changing the beliefs that they have so that they can then move forward to create a positive connection with someone that's in alignment with them. Yeah, and I think that what I've noticed is most people, if you can see them at four years old, that's pretty much a good representation of who they're going to be throughout life, which is odd, but I, I found that to be pretty true. And like you're saying, between zero and seven, you're you're a sponge. You don't have that analytical mind built up at all. There's that's not there. So you're just it's sort of like your your subconscious mind or uh you know, there yeah, there's no filter there. You just you're just taking everything in and it's just there. And whether whether that's beneficial or not, that's you know, that's gonna vary from person to person, but Exactly. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah. If you like, had a great, if you had great examples all around you of, you know, healthy relationships, then that's great for you. But if you're surrounded with unhealthy relationships or uneven um, relationships, then that can affect us for sure. And I, I suppose if you saw something that was really negative, you might choose to go. You know what? I recognise that that's not what I want, so I'm going to go the opposite. But most of us, it's on that subconscious level. We don't even realize what we're doing. Yeah. And so are there people that come in there that have not, like, have had the opposite of the, uh, or, like, not seeing any unfavorable stuff as a, a child? Or is most everyone that goes in there have something usually that happened or that something some negative experience or um, example to understand themselves or how to function in a relationship. Um, are they, yeah, are, are, so I mean, yeah, is it, are most of the people have some sort of bad experience or bad uh, example to go by that um, end up coming in or are there people who had great examples and they don't know what they're doing or or what's up with that I, yeah I think it seems to me that most of us have a mix so even if we had um, parents that perhaps reflected a great relationship to us maybe the grandparents uh, might be different or friends of the family and we absorb all of those relationships without really knowing uh, for example uh, one of my clients was talking about her grandparents where she just loved her her grandmother. She was loving and kind and wonderful and all of that sort of stuff. And I said, oh, so what was your grandfather like? Oh, he was grumpy, grumpy and distant. But that's okay because, you know, grandma was great. Yeah. And I said, okay, so how do you think that the relationship dynamic was between your grandparents then? You know, would your grandmother have ever said, look, you know, I really want to know why you're always grumpy. Is there something we can talk about? Are you not happy with what I'm doing? You know, can we have a conversation? She's like, oh, oh no, they would never do that. No, they would never have a conversation like that. Okay. And so even so, though yeah. the parents had a good relationship, that was an example that was different to the parents that has reflected in some of the choices that she's made in relationships. Yeah, she's in a relationship with her grandpa, in essence. Uh, <laughs> I, right. I, have, I, have, I have a hunch. And, <laughs> and I mean... Like one of the things that, you know, people like then think that that's how it's supposed to be, you know, like, which is, is hard. Like, uh, or, or you hear people like, oh, you know, I, I got, I have the wife back at home. I got to fuck, you know, see what, you know, that, that whole thing. Like, like our relationship doesn't have to suck. It doesn't have to like you, you go and you get married down the line or whatever. If you get married or whatever, you don't get married. It doesn't have to end up being terrible. Like it's exactly just, right. and it's, it's like a very hard thing because it's just so much ingrained, especially, well, at least here in the States, uh, in most everybody's mind that it's just like, that's just, how relationships are supposed to be. There's always, it's always a lot ends up being like what you're saying, the, uh, the, the, the angry grandpa and then the, 
the the nice grandma, but they never talk about why he's angry, like you're saying, which is something that's should be less of an aha moment. But I mean, even for me, that's an aha moment. Like, oh shit, yeah, like why is that? Like, what? It's just that's that's uh, it's important, and I don't know why it's so. Yeah. A lot of people are just not good at communication. And I think a lot of people feel that if you do do something like that, it's confrontational. So if you're a type of person that wants to avoid that confrontation in, in any way, then you're never going to bring the subject up and, and think that maybe it's not okay to bring that up. When in actual fact, if we can't really bear our souls to the person that we want to be in a long-term relationship with, how are they ever going to get to know us? How are you ever going to get closer? And and right. that's what I want to help people with. And so when people are coming to you, is it, are people doing this in a, like a preventative care kind of uh, deal or are they coming in when it's, they've got, they've hit a point where it's, oh shit, I, I need to reevaluate my life. I, this none of this is looking good. I need, I need help. Or is there someone who's like, well, you know what? I hope that, I hope that this doesn't happen to me down the line. I should go and take some steps to prevent this from happening. Yeah, I normally find that the people I work with have had a relationship or two that have failed, and just don't want to waste their time anymore in choosing the wrong people. But then aren't really clear on who the right person would be to match them. And what sorts of areas that it's imperative that you have the same. So, for example, if the core values of two people are completely different, that'll eventually break apart the relationship. Whereas if you've got core values that are matching, then that's a really good, strong foundation for a relationship to be able to move forward long term. And, you know, as, as we know, when we're out looking for a date, we're not thinking, hmm, I wonder if that person there has got the same values as me. We're looking and going, oh, they're hot or they're good looking. Or, hmm, I might go and have a chat with them. And yeah. that type of thing that's actually really important doesn't even enter our mind. It's all about the outside first, whereas it's the inside that is the long-term thing that is going to either make or break a relationship. So then how would someone go up to somebody and get right into that, hey, uh, what are your core values? By the way, my name is Rusty. Uh, how, how does how does that happen? Can I get your number? Or, but wait, tell me about your core values first. I want to make sure that they they line up with mine, or I don't want your number. I'm just wasting my That's time. it. Strike them off the list. Mm -hmm. yeah, no. After I've been working with people and they've got clarity on theirs, what happens is that all the information that we gather together for them goes into their their brain in the section of the reticular activating system. And that's like a little executive assistant that helps us to notice what we're looking for. So for example, if we wanted to buy a new car, then we would know what type of car, what make it was, um, whether it's four wheel drive, whether it's a, a van or a a sedan or whatever it might be, what colour we might want, what the features are. We do all this research first. And so then you think, okay, great, I want a, a blue Ford. Uh, that's a SUV, say. And then you get that car and you start seeing it everywhere. And yet you hadn't actually seen it on the road before. And it's because our brain helps us to notice what it is that we're looking for. So by putting all the right information into our brain, when we're out in a bar we might be scanning around in the room and our eye keeps going back to a certain person. And we don't really know why, but our brains are really smart, smarter than us sometimes in the subconscious level. And if we go over and talk to that person, then quite often they do have quite a few values that are similar. And of course, I don't go up and go, you know, hey, my name's Karina, what's your core values? <laughs> but when you start having a conversation, you can start seeing what their values are through the conversation, you know, how they talk about other people, stories that they tell you, all gives you an insight into what's important to them. And then you quickly find out whether this person is actually got quite a few things that I agree with. Maybe I want to talk further 
or, you know, this person's way off base and certainly nothing like what I would want. And then you don't waste time. Whereas, of course, if we're dating online, we can waste an awful long time and people take months and months sometimes before they even meet. And then we've wasted all this time. And once we hit 40 plus, we don't want to waste time. We don't want to be out trawling bars or on the dating sites for hours upon hours trying to find, you know, the right person. We yeah. want it to be quicker. So by having clarity on what it is, we can connect with the right people much faster that have a higher chance of uh, being a long-term relationship and connection with us. So where are you telling people to meet? What What's your, your place? Everyone seems to have a different place because if it's not... Uh... If you if it's not online, I I have a a friend Camille. She has uh, it's called uh, Master Offline Dating, and hers is all about you know not you know you know do, going out and finding people. And every one of the relationship coaches I've had has been very much about finding someone in uh, in real life. Not, not that online is not real life, but. Um, yeah. But they all had different in kinds person. of places in person. Yeah. So what was your yeah. what's your place that or is that one of your uh, your secrets that you all of a sudden <laughs> people are going to be flocking to the, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what wherever wherever people go now, because I mean, <laughs> I, I wonder if the place has changed, too, since uh, since the shutdowns, if that was a, a different kind of place or how do people adapter and that if one of your places was oh normally i meet people at the the library but the library's closed and i can't go there i can only go and pick up books on the curb or something like that is that so is this what's what's your place that you've uh or is do you have a place that you recommend no because i don't want people to limit themselves so, for example, I had a guy that was late 50s who was a widow, had a great relationship with his wife uh, for 30-odd years. He'd actually never done online dating and he thought there's no way he was ever going to be doing that. Well, the ideal thing that he would have liked me to find is just go, Whoop, here's a woman, here's the perfect one, there you go, which is not what I do. Right. So through working with him, uh, I found out that he works long hours he doesn't go out um, socialising. He doesn't drink, so he doesn't go to bars. So I said, okay, so if you are to try and meet someone, the only person that I can see you meeting is the delivery driver that's bringing you groceries. And what's the chance of that person being the right one? Fairly slim. So we're going to have to widen uh, your, your brain to include extra things like perhaps online dating. And he was really resistant at first, but I said, you know what? If you're cutting off doing that, then that's a limiting belief that you have. Yep. So why not change that belief around to say, you know, online dating is just one of the tools that I could use and I won't discount it. You know, I can try that as well as other things. And he wasn't keen on going out and trawling bars, but he was open to going to a singles event. However, I set him up online on the on the right type of website for him and and he wasn't I think probably only a month or so on there before he'd managed to have conversations with three different women meet two different women for drinks and then about week six or so he met a woman who he is now with and has been for about nine months now and things are going fantastically and yet if he'd held, held on to that belief that you know, I'm, there's no way I'm going to be doing online dating. He never would have connected with this amazing lady. And they've got so much in common and are planning a trip to Europe later this year. So it, it's awesome. about being open to any situation. Yes, we, they might be online. They might be at, at the corner shop. Um, they might be at a singles event. You just don't know. You might actually literally bump into them in the street. But if you've got that belief that you're not going to, I worked with a guy that was younger, actually, than my usual demographic. And he was very much, I'll only meet someone online. And I said, so well, if you keep that belief, then you can actually literally bang into the girl of your dreams on the street and you'll go, oh, sorry, and keep walking because you don't believe that you can find someone just walking down the street. So it's about being open, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I was very much, I tried 
uh, online dating and maybe like maybe somewhere around like 2010 or something somewhere in there. And I just, I was, I don't like this. I don't, but, but then I gave it a shot later, like six, seven years later. And, and I, I had some success. I had, I had, you know, good and bad experiences as you do, but, but they are experiences that if, you know, Brought brought me further in life, and uh, and you know, yeah, I've done I've done pretty well on with it, and yeah, yeah, something I would have just not, you know, stuck with, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, some of it's funny with how things work out with some of them, um, but I yeah, I mean, I. It's it's good. It's something, and then, but yeah, I mean, I've met people too. Um, you're bumping on, bumping into them on the on the bus, uh, going, you know, going into town or something. Um, you know, Absolutely. Or, you know, yeah. In the same place, start up a conversation, then think, oh, actually, I don't mind that person. Let's continue the conversation or stay connected. Yeah, and absolutely. it can come from anywhere. It's about being open minded. And, and not narrowing down, this is how I'm going to connect with someone. Because right. then you're stopping all the other possibilities from happening. And, and that's a bit boring. You know, we want a bit of excitement. It could come from anywhere. It could be online, could be at the library, could be at the bar, could be on the bus. I mean, who knows? And it just makes it a bit more exciting. But I guess the problem with dating online is a lot of people talk too long before they meet in person. Yep. And, you know, you think, oh, we've got this great connection. We've, you know, spoken for hours on online, chatting, typing, whatever. And then you meet in person and the energy isn't there. The vibe isn't there. They're not as talkative as you thought that they were going to be. And it can be really awkward. So I always say to my clients, if you do meet someone online that you think could be someone interesting to meet, meet them as soon as you can. And, and even like don't go for dinner because that's too much pressure. <laughs> Just go for a coffee or go for a drink at the bar. You know, allow one hour and you'll know because there's nothing more awkward than you arrange for a dinner date. You go out there, you meet them, you order your meal. Five minutes later, you think, no, nah, this is not the person for me. And they're stuck there. You've got to wait, you know, dinner's coming, eat in front of each other. Who's going to pay the bill? It, it can all be awkward. So we don't want to waste our time. We want to be short, sharp, and shiny for the first date. And, of course, if you think they're fabulous, you can extend it or arrange a second one. But it's all about, you know, the energy and the vibration of people in person and even the confidence because confidence doesn't really come across in typing. They might be confident typing behind the, the keyboard, but in person they could be incredibly shy looking down at their shoes all the time instead of in your eyes or looking around here or around here or the boring conversation. Yeah. And you can't get that from online. You don't know. Yeah. And I mean, so isn't it, I don't know if this is true. I think it's true that like most women are able to tell if they have uh, something with a guy within like the first, I want to say 30 seconds or some, some number that's small like that. I could be wrong with that. I'm pretty sure it's under five minutes, but I won't say it's like the first 30 seconds, if not first 10 seconds. And usually you can tell pretty quickly. So, yeah, I mean, an hour even seems like that could be pushing it. I mean, all right, so, I mean, yeah, right. I, I mean, I, I've had some, at least one date where I've gone in there and it didn't last more than 10 minutes and I left and, that was fine. I was like, yeah, no, this, I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. It's, it's, that's not fair. So let's just, let's go. And so, yeah. I mean, I think that's the best thing. It doesn't have to be an hour, but you only want to set a short time for the first one in case you end up in that situation like you did. And you think, yeah. no, I'd rather be sitting at home staring at the wall than chatting to this person. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. So you've got to make some sort of reason. She's just like, hey, you know, don't think that we're really vibing here. I don't want to waste your time. Um, thanks so much for coming out and meeting me. And, you know, good luck with your dating in the future. And then you're out of there. Yeah. So 
I think that's the wise thing to do. Yeah, and it's not mean to do that either. It's it's probably more by going along with it for an hour or however long and just like, and then my ghost them or something or uh, or whatever else people do now. Like, it's okay to just be like, hey, we're done. It's fine. We're done. Like, there's what eight eight million people eight eight billion people now in the world. It's it's okay to say we're okay. We don't need to talk. It's it's not the end of the world. Uh, and if it is, then you're wrong. Yeah. It's not and and I think too, we really realize that. Um, time is precious and valuable. So you don't want to spend your time with someone that you know for sure isn't your kind of person. And and you don't want to waste their time either. So I think that that's the best thing to do is say, look, you know, I'm not sure that we're really vibing. It was great to meet you. Thanks so much for coming out today. Um, You know, good luck in the future and I wish you well. And and then off you go. And they surely – if they've got any self-confidence will appreciate that you're not wanting to waste their time as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd hope so. I'd hope that's how the takeaway goes. And um, I mean, obviously it could go a different way, but true. Yeah. And I mean, if you're out dating, like you should expect that too. And so, I mean, so what was happening when there was the shutdowns and all that stuff, what were you, what were you telling people to do as far as as dating then or finding new people then? Obviously, meeting online was the easiest because most things were closed. We were lucky to have not too much shutdown time in Adelaide. Um, I think it was a week at one point and then another week um, at another point. But we didn't have wow. like another another city in Australia, Melbourne, was shut down for months upon months. So it would have been really difficult for them. However, we were in the fortunate situation that we could still meet someone in the park or, you know, I mean, you can chat online, you can do a video chat, um, but we could meet as long as we stayed within the parameters of what was allowed, let's say, at the time. Yeah. so how well how much the parameters allowed get thrown out the window when you're on that first date with somebody because i mean how hard could that be i mean uh i I wasn't dating during that time um so i didn't really have that that issue but i mean what happens then like because i mean that's got to be hard to go out i couldn't i couldn't imagine going out on a date with somebody and staying six feet away from them i mean how i assume that's when kind of the everybody's no matter how where they they were on the i don't want to do this too i'm doing every single bit of this kind of steered clear or you know not steered clear but kind of everyone kind of let that go i don't i don't know and if Maybe some people were were into the if if we're this far apart we're we're both good and um, I just think that would be hard when meeting someone new to you know be so far away from them um, but I guess it wouldn't be as Absolutely. crowded places but was that something That's... that your clients were experiencing? Well, I guess we didn't have too many crowded places at the time because everyone was staying home, but. Oh, yeah. uh, I know that one of my clients uh, met a potential day at the supermarket because that's one place that we were allowed to go. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, and, and then they sort of, you know, did the long walk through the park heading back to the car and and that worked fine. But really we could go to each other's houses once you actually knew each other well enough, then you could do that. But, you know, obviously I don't ever advocate for people to go straight to, you know, here's my address, pop around and have a coffee here because you just don't know who it is that you're inviting around. Uh, Whereas, you know, meeting out in public, you're fairly safe there and uh, you you get the vibe pretty quickly again, you know. You just, you know, if you're in the supermarket, you can kind of go, you know, well, yeah, I think I'm going to go down this aisle. How about you go down that one and, uh, you know, let's not bother again just finish our shopping <laughs> yeah or if you do pick the coffee shop or supermarket right by your house 
make sure yeah. you tell them that you live like 20 minutes away from there. We'll meet somewhere in the middle. And that middle place is just happens to be right next to where you you live. And uh, exactly. You know, there, exactly. there's always that. They don't have to know where you live right away. And no, I think when people give up too much information like that, then that's when you can be open to um, people that are scammers or frauds or perhaps not genuine. And personally, I wouldn't want to give my address out to someone that I hadn't met yet. And right. and I know that some guys do ask women on dates and say, oh, I'll come past and pick you up. What's your address? Which sounds like that might be thoughtful. However, if you've never met them, there's no way you're going to give your address out because you're yeah. just opening yourself up for trouble. And you don't want to go to their house either because what if there's um, five other people there that you weren't expecting? Or right. you walked into a situation that was unsafe. So it's about, you know, being safe and, you know, making connections, but doing it in the safe way where you're in public and you you get the vibe of that person. So, and, and of course, we couldn't do too much hugging in, uh, in COVID time, but right. I often do say to people, you know, when you meet a date, do give them a hug. And also 100%. take a deep breath. Because you want to see what they smell like. <laughs> because if you're not attracted to their smell, oh, it doesn't matter how nice a person they are. Well, and a lot of that is also, uh, it's like an evolutionary thing too. Because uh, if someone doesn't smell good to you, it's probably because there's a higher chance that they're related to you. And it's uh, something that uh, are, you know, out of evolution have uh, come up with as a way to find out that you don't want to be uh, having, having offspring with this, this person. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And in fact, um, quite a few years ago, I, I did go on a date where I, I met this guy at a pub and he said, um, we, we just met outside and he goes, look, I'm feeling really nervous. Um, do you mind if we just chat here for a sec? Yep, no problem. That's fine. I gave him a hug and I thought, oh, no, that's that's not for me. And uh, and he said, oh, hang on. Um, it's actually Valentine's Day tomorrow. I've got something for you in the car. And I thought, oh, no, this is this is this is awkward. He goes, do you want to come down to my car? and I'll give it to you. I'm like, OK, no problem. So he said, look, let's just sit in the car and chat for a minute. So I get in the car. He's got this massive big bunch of flowers, which was lovely. However, I was then encapsulated in this car with his smell all oh, around no. me that I couldn't stand. And thank God for the flowers. I was sort of, you know, holding them up here to breathe that in. flowers smell so good. That's right. <laughs> I love them. That's really <laughs> awkward. I can't, can't get over and, it. And, you know, he was a great guy. He was a really, really nice guy. Um, but, and, and of course, wanted to catch up again. And I said, look, you know, should I tell him the truth or not? You know? So I thought, you know what? I'm going to. I said, look, you know, you were a great guy. I really enjoyed catching up with you. You know, great conversation. But personally, um, I just wasn't attracted to your smell, your natural smell. So, um you know, it's kind of scientifically proven as well with the pheromones that, you know, if you're not not in alignment, then the person doesn't smell good to you. Uh, so, you know, I don't think we're a good match. And I think he thought I was lying. <laughs> I don't think he thought that was the truth. But he really was a great guy and, and really good with conversation and witty and interesting. But there's no way I could get past that. I thought if that's how you're smelling with your clothes on, then I don't think I can go with the clothes off thing or, you yeah. know, after a hard day at work, no. So it definitely does make a difference in, you know, not only having values matching and be able to have some some witty banter and good energy, um, right. you do like to, to enjoy the smell and want to drink in the smell instead of, you know, rinse out your nostrils with bleach. <laughs> yeah, you can't bring your flowers every day. That's right. Can't cover himself in flowers and wear them all the time either. Right. Yeah. Eventually those flowers aren't going to be there. And, uh, That's right. Yeah. And then you're in trouble. And then you're in big trouble. And yeah. so uh, let's see. So if, if people are, you know, let's see. So if, if people are having, are like people coming back to you, 
like that that have some they go out and they get into a relationship and then they find out this sucks they come back to you or is it um or is it usually one what? time and then you <laughs> you never see them ever again or what what happens with that so i i have a program called aligned connections which is an eight-week program and sometimes i do it one-on-one -on -one and sometimes i run it in a group so it just depends on you know what people feel comfortable with and of course different price points as well but i haven't had people come back to me um but i do check in on them to see how they're going and okay. luckily I've, I've got a really great success rate in fact just in march this year i was the MC at the wedding of my first couple that were getting married. Oh, so that awesome. was, yeah, that was really great. And uh, yeah, and several of my clients are in long-term relationships now. And those that aren't um, feeling like they're not quite ready at the moment to put themselves out there, but they just wanted to gain that clarity on who they are, what type of person is going to suit them. And then when they are ready, then they can move forward. So, for example, the lady I worked with that was 67, she lost her husband less than 12 months before she started working with me. Oh. So she wanted to get real clarity on, you know, when she does get feel ready to step forward and find somebody else, you know, who, who might that person be? But she just wasn't in that space to be ready yet. So, and others are, are on the dating journey and, and having some success and having quite a few good dates, but haven't just connected with the exact right person yet. Uh, however, at least they're having better quality dates than they were before, which is great. And then the more you know about yourself, the better, um, you know, yeah. it's it's only going to help you. And it's there's there's no downside to it. And so uh, when people are going to want to find you, uh, where are they going to find you to be able to work with you or check out your work or uh, go to a master class or any of the other things? Watch you do a TikTok or I don't oh, know. Yeah. Um, so I've got a website, which is karinachapman.com. Uh, also, you can connect with me on Facebook. Um, just look me up and, you know, I look the same as this in the pictures. So you'll know it's me. And also, um, I, I usually put my events on Eventbrite when I'm doing a masterclass. So I've got one coming up on the 14th of September. So depending on when this airs. So that's just in a, just over a week. And about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. It'll be up. It'll be up in an hour. Oh, perfect then. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the 14th of September, which is probably the 13th for you just about. Probably. Um, yeah, with the with the time differences and that. And I I like to do that because I like to give good value to people. So it's really important to me that people connect. I feel like we're all quite separate now, especially after you know, the pandemic, and we've kind of lost the art of connection now. So the more that I can share with people and, and give value that they feel that, you know, I've actually got something out of this masterclass, whether they work with me or not, um, makes me happy. So, so yeah, masterclasses and also just online or through my website uh, is probably the best way. I do have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, I do a little bit on TikTok, but I've only just started oh. with that. What do you do on so TikTok? I like to ask people who are who are over uh over thirty or forty. Usually people are over forty and I'm over forty. So people who are <laughs> over forty, what they do on TikTok. I'm just, just curious what what goes on, on TikTok in the in the Karina TikTok world. <laughs> well it's very new. I actually I've only started in the last couple of months. So I've just got a few short things with some tips on how to connect with people or some, um, you know, what a red flag is, how to recognize it, and and just short videos like that, just giving some some information to people on um, dating stuff and and how we can connect better. So I've got more more videos on YouTube than than TikTok at this point, just because of the time parameters with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. So I like connecting in all different ways and wherever people would like to find me is fine. And I also offer a free conversation to, to book a free discovery call with me if people want to have a chat one-on-one -on -one so they can really find out, you know, am I the right type of person? Is this the right type of thing, you know, to move them forward to perhaps, you know, find the love of their life? Because let's face it, at a certain point, 
your friends are great, your, your pets are great, your work colleagues are great, but it's kind of nice to have that one person in your corner that supports you, that you can do life with and, and enjoy it together. And I think although some people think, oh, you know, I'm quite happy being single, and that's very true, how much more could you increase the value of your life and, and the excitement and the joy of it if you were connected with the right person? So, yeah. so yeah, I think that's really important these days. And and it's one of the main things that humans need. Like connection is is way up there on the basic needs of, of us as humans. And connection with the right people makes all the difference compared yeah. with connecting to the wrong ones. So so once we know who the right person is, it's easier to filter out the wrong ones. Don't spend as much time with them and then really focus on those that you think, you know, this person's really got something in common we've got all these interests in common we've got aspirations and dreams that are in alignment and and of course like if you're younger for example say you might be thinking I want to get married and have kids if you're with someone that doesn't want to ever have kids how's that going to work you're going to give up your dream of being a parent um just because the other person doesn't want to not usually and and you don't want to trap someone into having a child when they don't want to as well Right. So again, that kind of comes in core values and beliefs and, and all of that makes such a difference. So if I'm working with the over 40, there's not so many that want to have kids then. <laughs> right, but yeah. maybe you know, guys might still, generally not so much the women. They kind of go, you know, it's probably past that ship now and not such an important thing. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. that just finding the right type of people to connect can really enrich your life. Agreed, agreed. Very much agreed. So yeah, Karina, thank you so much for being on. I really enjoyed getting to talk with you and meet you and talk about whatever. And we didn't know where it was going and got to here. So I'm happy we got to do that. So, exactly. You, you can go to bed since I'm keeping you awake for real late. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So thank you again for being up uh, and for this show. I appreciate that. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Rusty. You're very welcome. All right. Bye. All right. Karina Chapman. So, guys, check her out. She gave you all the reasons. All the reasons. All the ways to contact her. Uh, I guess her tiredness, tiredness, her tiredness is wearing off on me. But I'm not tired. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe it's hot. I think it's hot. It's 85 degrees in, in this room and with these lights on, the studio lights, it's, it's a little hotter. So maybe that's what it is. I'm going to go get some fresh air, some air conditioning. You guys, thank you so much for being here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGEBN. Again, I'm your host, Rusty, and that is the show. Man, boom! It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>